it starts with your own journey. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big believer that you can't and you shouldn't really teach anything that you haven't done yourself or share anything that you haven't seen results with yourself. So everything that I share, I've seen results with, but I've also tested it with clients before I put it out into a bigger audience. So I think that's been the biggest thing for me is just really tuning into what's worked for me, what's worked for my clients, and then taking it to a bigger audience. Hello and welcome to the EverCoach podcast, the online destination for a coach that wants to create a positive impact in the world and make good money along the way. I'm your host, Ajit Nawalka, and every week I'll bring you the world's best thinkers, coaches, trainers to share some of their best ideas to solve real client problems, live a prosperous life, and be an even better version of ourselves. And welcome to this really special episode of the Evercoach podcast. Today's guest is going to blow your mind. I have someone who I think is a champion at a particular platform that I think will gain even more and more traction in the coming times. The platform's YouTube and the person I'm interviewing today and having a conversation with today is Sunny Lenarduzzi. And I'm really excited to have this conversation because of how real Sunny is. Sunny is straight to the point. She knows what she's talking about and she really talks as it is. She gives you some real advice. She doesn't beat around the bush and she will tell you step by step what you need to be thinking, what you need to be doing to be able to create a powerful YouTube channel. Some of the things that she talks about are just brilliant, like how she changes the lens and perspective towards how you don't need to necessarily have thousands and thousands of subscribers to have a really profitable YouTube channel. I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. You might even want to re-listen it if you're listening to this right now in a car or while doing something else. You may want to listen to this later and take down some notes because I think Sunny gives some advice that is actually really, really useful that you can implement almost today. So I'll really encourage you to re-listen to this with a pad and a paper around so you can actually make use of this information. Without waiting much, let's bring on Sunny Lenarduzzi. Thank you so much for having me. That was quite the intro. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I know you're coming in straight from a bunch of events and just squeezing this podcast in. Yes, I'm so happy to do it. I'm honored to be here. So I'm excited to drop some knowledge. (laughs) Ah, Awesome, awesome. But before we get started on the knowledge part, I know one of the big things that we have found, at least in, in our world of coaching, is that people tend to find more success when they can focus on themselves a little bit more, mm-hmm. right? When they can really tune in and find out how is it that they're going to get past those humps or those challenges or those situations. Yeah, uh, We call it the working on yourself or mm-hmm. working on you in our, in our books, in our communication. Mm-hmm. What I would love for us to start with is tell us a little bit about your journey. Tell us a little bit about those challenges that may have happened in the past few years as you grew to stardom on YouTube, <laughs> if I may say that. I mean, it's been a really interesting journey. Um, I started as a journalist. I thought that's what I wanted to do. And since I was a little girl, I was like, I want to be in the media. I want to impact people. I want to share stories. And I did that. And then I got my dream gig at the 2010 Winter Olympics in Vancouver. And I got there. And in my head, it was everything I wanted. And then in my heart and my gut, 
I just knew it wasn't exactly what I was looking for. So that was really hard because I had worked basically my whole life since I was a kid to do this job. And once I got it, it just didn't feel right. So I'm very grateful I was born at the time I was because that was in 2010. At the time, Instagram didn't exist, but Facebook was you know, starting to really pick up steam. Um, same with Twitter and YouTube. So I actually left the Olympics and on my drive home, I said, I, I'm going to start my own business and had no training didn't know anything about starting a business, in particular an online business. And I started this online magazine and literally was walking door to door to sell advertising space to companies locally. And it really didn't make much money, but I built out a team um, of contributors. I learned everything about social media, like trial by fire, basically. Had no money to be putting into advertising or building an audience that way. And so I had to figure out how to build it organically. So I built up the audience and we had thousands of people who were like watching our content and, and contributing questions and all that kind of stuff, which was really cool. Um, and it started to pick up so much steam that a bunch of clients from around the world basically started reaching out and saying, hey, how did you do this? How did you build this audience? Because keep in mind at the time, this was all very new and using social media even in a business realm was like very, very new. So. I basically had all these clients come to me at once and it was an amazing thing. So I started this consultancy, did it for five years, studied it, um, knew every platform inside and out. And basically out of pure desperation one day, I had so many clients that I hit a ceiling and I couldn't take on any more clients. I really didn't have time to be going to meetings or getting on the phone with each of these clients. They were all at that time fairly close to Vancouver. So I was actually meeting with most of them in person, which took up a lot of time. So I thought, okay, how can I scale myself or like mm -hmm. duplicate myself somehow? So I basically um, sat down and there was one question all my clients at the time were asking, and it was about live streaming because Periscope had just come out, which was a new app at the time. And I sat down and basically made a tutorial for my clients on how to use it for their business. And I just sent it out to them. My YouTube channel at the time had no strategy, no subscribers, um, or like a handful of subscribers of friends and family, old demo reels, like random vlog videos, but nothing strategic. So I post this video, I put no effort into it. I was sitting in front of a window. I had no professional lighting. I had a $80 webcam, like literally was wearing pajamas pretty much. <laughs> Didn't even really think about it. All I focused on was providing value for my clients and making sure they understood the concept. So I sent it to them and then the next day I woke up and I had a couple thousand views on the video. And I was so confused because my subscriber base was not a couple thousand people, it was very small. And so I realized, oh, this video is actually getting picked up in the search engine. And so more and more people are seeing it and people are searching for this answer, so they're finding me. So in that first week, I had a dozen people reach out to me by email and I didn't even know about an email list at the time. I didn't know about like opt-ins or freebies. I didn't know anything about online business. I was literally just sharing value. And I was like, oh, people are reaching out to me from all over the world asking how they can work with me. So I challenged myself, had no expectations and basically said, what would happen if I did this every week for a year, just one video a week for a year answering questions. So I did that and I grew to 50,000 subscribers in the first year and 3 million views. So I think to put it in perspective, if you go from working with like a handful of people to all of a sudden 3 million people discovering you over 12 months, it's a game changer. My business blew up. Um, I hired on my first team member. We did our first six-figure year. 
And it just has grown exponentially since then. Like we've doubled revenue every single year since then, which is very unheard of (laughs) and not normal, I'm aware. Um, And it's truly been rooted on Mm -hmm. YouTube. Like we didn't touch paid advertising for the first two years. Um, And the journey has been insane, truly. And, And basically in the first like year or so, it grew so fast that my brain had to kind of catch up with the business growth, you know, <laughs> um, my mindset had to catch up with the business growth because I was so used to being what I like to call a treadmill entrepreneur. I feel like mm-hmm. there's two types of entrepreneurs. Treadmill entrepreneurs are constantly sprinting from one client to the next. And like you get one and you can breathe for a second and then you just get back on the treadmill and you're trying to find a new client. So you can never really take a break. And then bulletproof business entrepreneur or business owners are people who basically are good to go regardless of what happens platforms can go down ad accounts can go down you have leads coming in no matter what so that's what i was committed to building but it took me being on that treadmill and also just being so overwhelmed with the demand for my business and it was all good stuff i grew a ton i was named 30 under 30 like there was all these things that happened but it led to really bad burnout because i wasn't mentally prepared for it and so I ended up in the hospital. Um, wow, that bad. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it was very scary. It was it was a 24 hour period. I'd never dealt with anxiety in my life, um, which I feel very fortunate for, but I took a break for two weeks. I was like, oh my gosh, look at me, I, I did it. I, I can actually take a vacation and the business will keep running. And as soon as I slowed down, all of it caught up. And so I basically one night, went to bed normal. And if anyone asked me, I would have been like, yeah, I'm totally fine. feel super relaxed. I'm on vacation. This is great. And then I couldn't fall asleep. And it just got worse and worse. And I started to panic and my heart was racing and I went pale and my hands were like shaking. And it was really, really scary. And basically the ambulance ended up coming out. Honestly, thought they were going to walk upstairs and be like, you're having a panic attack. Here's what to do. Um, but they actually gave me two baby aspirin and they're like, it appears you might be having a stroke. Um, and I have a heart condition too. So they were really cautious with me. So I ended up in the hospital and luckily it wasn't a stroke and it wasn't anything to do with my heart. It was just very severe panic attack. It hasn't happened since. And it was a big wake up call for me that it doesn't matter how well the business is doing, I have to take care of myself first. And I say that at the end of every podcast show, like everything that I do is you have to take care of yourself in order to take care of anything else. Um, So that's been a big lesson in the last couple of years and part of my mission um, in how I've built my business and how I'm sharing my knowledge with our clients in building businesses that aren't dependent on these influxes of stress, like doing launch models and constantly running from client to client giving you, I, I like to say that we elevate your impact, income, and, and audience on autopilot, leveraging YouTube as one of the tools in our in our toolkit um, so that you can have a business with more ease, but also be making an impact and bringing in clients and able to you know, live a life of abundance without constantly sprinting. So I know that was a long answer, but- <laughs> No, but it's but much, much my, needed. I think, I think a lot of us need to hear it mm-hmm. at all times. And, and there were a few points in your story that I would love to reflect on a little sure. bit with you. Uh, one of it is when you mentioned how you were doing the work yeah. before that one video that wasn't even intended to yes. work for YouTube per mm-hmm. se, but it worked and gave you a different insight. There mm-hmm. were two, I would say, mindsets I want to explore mm-hmm. there. Firstly, what has been your discovery or your mindset in context of saying 
oh, what my business is going to be reveals yeah. to me as I keep going through that journey. Because it seems like you were listening to what your oh, business yeah. was saying at all times. How's how's that shaped your business? And what would you say somebody who's listening to it right now to say how to listen for that information? Um, to how to listen to evolve your business. Yeah, because it seems like you evolved yeah. from like a magazine to an yeah. agency oh, yeah. to... Well, I think part of it is that I... And I'm, I've always been driven by results and I've always been driven by impact first, which I know might be odd when you're an entrepreneur. I know oh, a lot of people are. Oh, this community loves impact. That's what they're yeah, driven by. This so community is very true. Truly, yeah. when I started sharing my content, I had no business plan in mind because I had my consultancy offline and I was doing mm -hmm. totally fine. I had more clients than I really could deal with, mm -hmm. um, truly, because I was one person and I was doing all this one-to-one -one work. Um, but basically, when I hit that ceiling, I was like, okay, how do I scale myself? And that's when I discovered YouTube and YouTube just opened my eyes. I had no idea the power of it and why it worked for me so well and why it continues to work so well is that it's the only social platform that works for you when you're sleeping. I like to call it views while you snooze. So when you know how to use it, your content is being discovered by new people every single day. Um, and it's building your authority in your particular niche every single day because you're able to rank in all these different categories related to your niche. So you then are looked at as the go-to authority because you're showing up everywhere. Um, and that's really the goal of our program. So I think it's been an evolution of my, my own journey and seeing what worked for me and also recognizing the flaws in doing, you know, one-to-one -one work the rest of your life. Like, it's a great way to go, but I also believe that you have to become a master at what you, whatever it is that you do. I think you always have to work with people on a one-to-one -one level or with companies and clients on a one-to-one -one level um, and trade time for dollars. I think it's a must in the beginning because it's the only way to know if what you're sharing and your strategy actually works. So this is what we work with our clients on in creating their offers is you have to get it into the real world and test it. So that's what I did for five years. I tested my formula of getting people from zero to hero and getting them the results that they were looking for. And then I was able to look at that, subtract anything that wasn't really necessary um, or things that I thought would work, which I think is the biggest issue <laughs> when you're when you have a business, you're like, this is a great idea. And then you put it out there and nobody else thinks it is, um, <laughs> which has happened several times. Um, but my biggest thing is you have to listen and you have to get real world feedback. So I basically just looked at my own journey and I was like, okay, so I started working with clients one-to-one -one and knew how to get them results and mastered the process. And then I was able to take that information and put it into a formula and turn it into a curriculum and an online course. And then I was able to serve more people. Like I went from having 10 clients before I landed on YouTube to having now we've had almost 6,000 um, around the world. So mm -hmm. it's just opened up my ability to impact more people. So I think the biggest thing in listening is it starts with your own journey. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big believer that you can't and you shouldn't really teach anything that you haven't done yourself or share anything that you haven't seen results with yourself. So everything that I share, I've seen results with, but I've also tested it with clients before I put it out into a bigger audience. So I think that's been the biggest thing for me is just really tuning into what's worked for me, what's worked for my clients and then taking it to a bigger audience. I completely agree with you. And that's been some of the things that our audience, we try to communicate as well as to coach first before mm -hmm. you try to say, hey, let me do a program, let yes. me do this, let me do that. All of that is possible and it's possible for everyone. 
but it gives you some some real data exactly. on actual stuff that's working, not working, and you're able to present better case studies. Yes, exactly. Better examples for people that you'll actually train after if you choose to do that. My second question as a reflection to the previous conversation, there's more that I could reflect on. Yeah. Uh, but this is something that's definitely very present to me because some of our clients are actually also really successful on YouTube in yeah. the music industry and so forth. And as we explore more and more and more of their business models, it's so fascinating to see how the value for every engagement that they have post a YouTube video is sometimes 10 times more than running an ad or running social media, yeah. anything else. But YouTube seems to like outperform like crazy by sometimes as much as 10 times. Mm -hmm. uh, this was, of course, became present to you as you were growing yeah. organically, mm -hmm. which is where I wanted to lean in next is what was going through your mind as you were, because organic is also a hidden trial, or at it least is. that's what I would think, right? Yeah. yeah. So that was the same experience you had. For sure. So how did you deal with what may have come to you or maybe present to you at the time where you were like, oh, I put so much work in putting that video up and spend money probably if somebody else was editing it and shooting it and so forth, like we got a full setup here. It costs money to do all of this. What was going through your mind? to firstly even engage in that conversation and say, no, this will pay off one day? I just, well, I mean, for me, it was really dialing in the strategy because when I figured out the strategy, even though I fell into it by accident, I realized I had a massive light bulb, light bulb moment of, okay, YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world. It's owned by the first. So it the rest of the video platforms, they're great but they're not gonna give you the long-term results that YouTube is. Um, and so once I realized I needed to make content that was going to get found and discovered every single day and make it in a very particular way, that's when I was able to really tap into the power of it. So I also think the other mindset approach to it that I think is very helpful in the beginning is everything's an experiment. And until you do it, you just don't know. So. I had no idea when I put out that first video and I had no idea what would happen with my second, my third, et cetera. But I said, I'm going to do this for a year, once a week. And I didn't have anyone helping me. I did everything myself um, and I was running my business. So I had to figure out how to do it really efficiently, which is why I work with clients now because I'm like, you don't need to be spending hours on a weekly basis doing this. You should be doing it in a couple hours a month, which is where we're at. Um, because realistically, you want to make sure that the content you're making is strategic, intentional, reaching the right people. It doesn't need to reach the masses. I'm not a I'm not really a believer in viral content. I'm a believer in value-driven content because value-driven content for the right audience is going to be a client magnet for you because you don't need everyone to see it. And viral content oftentimes will bring in a very like scattered crowd of mm -hmm. non-buyers. Um, you want to bring in a targeted crowd. So I think treating it as an, as an experiment and collecting the data. So even mm -hmm. on YouTube, very similar. I'm also a big proponent of not spending mon on, money on ads until you've proven what you have is valuable by organic traffic mm -hmm. and that you actually have built an audience using organic and you've built, you've brought in sales using organic and you've brought in clients using organic because that shows you that what you have is valuable. And then you just add fuel to the fire with paid advertising. But to dive into paid ads right out the right out of the gate, like Facebook ads or anything, you're you're playing with fire a little bit because you're putting money in that you don't know is actually going to work. Um, so I think experimentation and I think really focusing on data and understanding that YouTube allows you free remarketing. So if I make a video on YouTube marketing and I know it's going to blow up, 
every time I talk about YouTube marketing, because all of my videos on that topic have done really well in the algorithm, YouTube pushes me further than somebody else who makes a video on that topic. So it's an amazing thing when you build a subscriber base of targeted people, every time you make a video on the topic related to your niche, you've already built that authority in the algorithm. So you're going to get pushed further faster and more mm -hmm. of your audience is going to see it because YouTube already knows they're interested in it. So it's just an amazing free platform. I call it free advertising to be exposed to millions upon millions upon millions of people. Mm -hmm. And how do you, how would you tell somebody that is kind of just starting out? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of our community are coaches, yeah. which also means that they engage as of now they're at that stage where they're engaging in one-on-one -on -one conversations. Right. So they might have really small groups, like four or five people in the room, and that's what they're delivering to, or they are doing events. And some of them have leaned into programs because they have five, 10 years of experience of really working on that topic, but they have never really thought of doing anything online. Right. Like they could be young or old. We have all age groups. We see, we seem to attract more people that are between 25 and 45 or 50. That seems to be the range that talks to us most but they have no idea. And of right. course, there's the whole message of be on every platform oh, that God. goes, <laughs> which is crazy yes, for somebody insane. who's just starting yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but at the same point, I'm, let's say they are watching this and they're like, you know what? I feel like video is my thing. Yeah. It feels like this is a great platform. I learned a lot. What should they consider if they are about to make that decision of saying which platform and if YouTube's the right platform? So I think the things to consider, and I get really passionate about this. I was actually telling somebody last night and I was like, this is unsolicited advice, but this person was starting their, their coaching business. And they're like, I'm not sure which platform to choose. I feel like I need to be on everything. And I'm a, not a believer in being on everything. It's going to kill you. And you also won't see a return because you're trying to disperse your efforts into all these different strategies. Um, so instead pick the one that's going to have the biggest ROI. For me, YouTube has the biggest ROI because it's owned by the largest search engine in the world. And if you think about if you're a coach, if you're a coach, you're teaching people something mm -hmm. and you're providing a solution to a problem or an answer to a question at all times. Where do people go in this day and age to find a solution to their problem or an answer to their question? Google. Google owns YouTube. It's always going to push YouTube content. You can get ranked on the first page of Google using YouTube content. So you're getting discovered by new people every single day. So I think that's something to consider right out of the bat, right out of the gate. And then our system, which we call the sunny system, because it looks like a solar system, um, it starts with profitable content on YouTube specifically, and it can be on other platforms too. But the cool thing about YouTube is that YouTube will then grow all of your other audiences. So it'll build your email list. And part of our methodology is that if you can build your own audience, then you don't have to rely on ads or algorithms and you have your own audience you can always tap into. So we teach you how to build your email list using YouTube on autopilot. It's also going to build your other social platforms. Um, so for example, for me, I post like once a month, maybe on Instagram mm -hmm. <laughs> and yet it's growing really rapidly. I think I was at like 40,000 subscribers, six months or 40,000 followers six months ago. And I'm at like 114,000 now, and I barely ever post. Mm -hmm. Um, but because people are finding me on YouTube and then wanting to discover me other places, I'm getting new followers all day, every day. So it grows all of your other platforms as well, because once people find you and they build that relationship with you there, it builds everything else. And that's the other thing to consider is that on YouTube, you're not pushing yourself in front of people. You're actually pulling people in. It's like an attraction method mm -hmm. where say somebody, what kinds of like, give me an example of a coach that you would have. A coach that may be doing life coaching for five years. Okay. Let's just take a bigger topic. Yeah. yeah. So let's say it's life coaching. 
Um, so let's say it's somebody who's like trying to figure out, you know, the next step in their relationship, let's say. Um, if someone is looking up like I'm stuck in my relationship and I just don't know what to do, you make a video on that topic and you sh you get your video to rank, which is what we teach people. People all over the world who are struggling with that one question are going to find you. And they're finding you when they're already in pain and when they need you. Versus if you're on other social platforms, you're having to constantly push your content to be seen and to pull people in. Um, same with paid advertising. You're having to show up, but people aren't necessarily ready for you to show up. Whereas on YouTube, we like to think of it as like way warmer leads and hotter leads because these people are actually actively seeking the advice that only you can provide. You just have to show up for them at the right time. So for me, it's it's definitely always going to be YouTube. That's the easiest platform to grow everything else. Um, and also understanding that it's being about str being strategic. The, the true like simplicity of it is what problem do you solve and how are your ideal clients looking for it? You just have to figure that out. And once you figure that out, that's the only content you want to make. And then once you start to see which videos are performing better than others, you double down on that topic and you create more topics like that, which you can see through the analytics. So it's really something that you can kind of gamify once you get good at it. And once you've tested some pieces of content out to see where you really are going to thrive and build your authority. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So if somebody was say a life coach, who's just starting out, um, maybe they have a few years of experience because they've been on the ground. They might have a professional experience, mm -hmm. unprofessional experience doesn't matter, part-time experience, but let's say they want to start their YouTube journey. Mm. You would advise that go ahead and figure out the YouTube or any platform. Journey. Yeah. Let's stick to YouTube just because that's the context of the yeah. conversation that we have established. So YouTube journey, you would say, find what is your ideal client's desires or questions that what they are they may, struggling with? Yeah. Their biggest pain with. points. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe make a list out of that yes. and say, okay, these are the things that I'm going to do. Yeah. So how we do it is I basically tell people to create something called a master that list. So mm -hmm. anyone who's a coach has mastered a lot of skills. And mm -hmm. I think it's really interesting to do the exercise, not only because you're going to create content around it, but also it builds your confidence and you're like, look at all the things that I can do. Yes. Um, so you create the master that list, and then you also create a list of core desires, problems, challenges, frustrations that your ideal client has. So we call it the zero to hero journey. If your client is at the zero place and they want to transform and become the hero, what do they need? Like, what are the things that they're challenged with or they're frustrated with or they're in pain about? And those are the topics that you want to create to solve their problems, answer their questions, because then they're going to want to work with you. So yeah, that's really step one is like figuring out what are their biggest issues, matching that up with your experience and your mastered skills, and then putting those two together, creating your content around them. So that's fantastic. Now, let me lean into the brain of somebody who's going, all right, I'm going to make the master that list. I'm going to yeah. make a bunch of videos. I made my first two videos. Let's say I didn't think about too much fanciness or whatever. I said, hey, let me get out, yes. out of this, which is probably what you will recommend is I'll get it out of you. That's the first way to get started. Yeah. At least that was for me. I was like, yeah. get it out. Like, I would always hate my videos, but at least let me out. get started. Yeah. Yeah, just putting it out yeah. there. I'm just going to say <laughs> somebody else posted so I don't have to see it because I'm going to hate it. Yeah. Uh, so... So let's say somebody is at that stage, they've put it out. Now they look at their subscriber count and they go, the, the fuck, I'm gonna say, I, <laughs> I, I don't like, know if Are you, you yeah, going to censor yourself now? No. Yeah, I'm like, I'm about to beep myself, like, the beep, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna. So, <laughs> so let's say they put it out. They've yeah, done yeah. like the first mm -hmm. two, three, yeah. four. Let's say they, they're like, okay, we'll hustle this out. Like, you know, yeah. I'll do four, uh, five, six. 
I got 30 subscribers, 40 subscribers. Yeah. I got 10 views, 20 views. It's a busy place. Like, it it's is just a like the largest. But that's channel. a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like, I, I think you know, I know where you're going with the question is like, if you're not seeing the traction, what do you do? So if you're not seeing the traction, there's really two ways to troubleshoot. So one is you're not picking the right keywords and you're not because it's a keyword-based platform. It's a topic-based platform, period, end of story. So you're not picking the right keywords. And when I say that, what I mean is you're not, I always say you need to niche down to blow up. Um, and this is true for all of our most successful clients. We have a wall of fame of our most successful clients and you can look at all of their channels and see that the majority of them are so niche in their topic. So you have to figure out how to, I like to say that YouTube's an ocean. And so if you're going too broad with your topics and you're trying to attract too wide of an audience in the beginning, um, you're basically trying to get found in the biggest ocean in the world. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. And you're going to drown and sink to the bottom. That's really what happens because it is a ranking game. And you have to think of your own habits. When you're searching on YouTube, how often are you going past page one or even past the first couple of results that show up? Mm -hmm. Probably never. Probably never. Yeah. So you have to be on that page one. So in order to do that, you have to minimize your competition. And so we have a formula that we teach our clients, which is if you're a brand new channel, you want to start with between 100 to 1,000 searches per month in the search volume, which we have all these tools that you use to do that and figure it out. And the reason being is that you want to make sure it's in an area that doesn't isn't too competitive for you and you know you're, you're guaranteed either between 100 or 1,000 views because if mm -hmm. the 100 to 1,000 people are searching for it, that's about the number of views you're going to get. Um, but keep in mind that we have clients who have less than 1,000 subscribers who have generated seven figures in income because they're, they're attracting the right people. Mm -hmm. Not everybody, but the right targeted clients. So those people want to work with them. So even if one person's watching your video, if that person is targeted, they could turn into a client for you. So 100 to 1,000 searches per month is the search volume. And then under 100,000 in the search pool, which is what I like to call it, it's water. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, the reason it's less than 100,000 is because if you're trying to compete for a topic that has 6 million in the search results, again, you're going to sink to the bottom of the ocean. Mm -hmm. There's less than 100,000, you still have opportunity. And then the final piece of the puzzle is called views and velocity, meaning that you want to look at the top five ranked videos for the topic you're looking for and see how long ago they were posted and how many views they have. Let's say it was posted, one of the videos was posted one month ago and it has um, like hundreds of thousands of views, but the channel only has like 60 subscribers. What does that tell you? It tells you that there's a huge demand for that topic. That's a really good sign. Or if you look at a, a video in the top five that's like four years old, has like hundreds of thousands of subscribers, but has like 10 views, not an in-demand topic. You don't want to touch that. Mm -hmm. So that's another big clue as to what's going to work. So the only reason you're not gaining momentum is that you're missing an element of the strategy. So for us, there's four elements. First, it's it's figuring out what kind of topics to make and doing the research on keywords um, and then structuring the video in the right way for high retention um, using what we call our hot script formula. And then optimization obviously when you put it on youtube doing all the back end so you can actually get discovered and give youtube the information it needs to put you in the right category and then finally is distribution and if you're not doing distribution you're missing out big time so troubleshooting is you're either doing using too broad of a keyword you're going way too wide and you're gonna sink to the bottom of the ocean <laughs> or your content structure is not right so what i mean by that is say you make a video and it truly doesn't, your production value does not matter. Nobody cares what kind of camera you're using. Nobody really even knows. They care about how much you can impact them. So 
That's not what I mean by content structure. I mean, are you starting your video with two minutes of telling people why they need to watch it mm -hmm. and who you are? And if you are, you're killing your retention. And YouTube's biggest metric now, they weight this more than views, is watch time on your channel. So you have to keep people on your video. You have to keep them watching beginning, middle, and end. So we created something called the hot script formula, which is, it stands for hook outcome testimonial. So getting into the meat of your content as quickly as possible so that people stay tuned in. So the biggest mistake I see people make is they sit there and they explain why you need to watch the video. But keep in mind, it's a search engine. And as a coach, you want to be discovered in search. You want new people to discover you every single day. So they don't know you. And I always say this, people don't care about you on YouTube. They only care when you show them how you can help them. Um, so you have to keep in mind that if somebody lands on your video and you're telling them about your life story and why they should watch the video, they already know why. They're looking for the answer. Just get to it. Um, so get into the neat hook outcome testimonial, which means you're giving people right off the bat what they're going to learn. So they know they're in the right spot. The outcome is by the end of this video, this is what you're going to know how to do. And the testimonial is I've already worked with people in X, Y, and Z niche, and I've gotten them X, Y, and Z results. So people know you're the real deal. And then you get into the meat of the content, the step-by-step -step instructions, if it's a how-to video or whatever it is that you're doing. And then at the end, you have a conversion call to action. So you're saying to people, now that I've taught you how to get more views on YouTube, make sure you go check out my boss YouTube channel checklist. It'll give you the 14 simple steps to setting up your channel for success to build your business. Um, and then the second call to action is engagement because the more engagement your video gets, the more it tells YouTube and the algorithm, whoa, this must be a really good piece of content. We should push it further in suggested videos and also in the rankings. It should be up higher in the rankings so more more people can discover you on a daily basis. So that's the structure. And that structure has worked amazingly well for our clients because it is built for YouTube. So whenever people ask me like about repurposing content on YouTube and all that kind of stuff, it's a painful way to grow because mm -hmm. YouTube is a very specific type of platform and it and it feeds and rewards a very specific type of content. Mm -hmm. That's that's beautiful. And I think that gives a really good breakdown for anybody who is new getting started to at least have a perspective of going, how do you get into it at yeah. least to get yourself started and so forth. And I know you share a lot of this amazing insight on your own YouTube yeah. channel. So we're going to link it up so you guys can go check it out and see it's an amazing channel. It's beautiful advice she gives all the time. And of course, we are part of one of your programs. Yes. I don't know which one we are a part of. <laughs> Authority accelerator. Authority accelerator. That's the one we are a part of. And that has helped us tremendously. Yeah, and and right now, what I can acknowledge to learning from you and your team is that we rank definitely on first page for a yeah. lot of coaching related terms because that's our focus. Like yes. like you said, niche down to blow up yes. kind of thing is what we've focused on as a company generally. And mm -hmm. so if you search for anything coaching, you'll probably find one or some type of video from us or most of it, if not all of it, yeah. uh, you'll you'll find us like especially we see some of our search term, we are like three, four videos now. And of course, yeah. it's been like six months or maybe a year uh, since we have been starting to do this. So it took a while. I want to say that because also I know a lot yes, of people give up time. too fast. Yeah. Oh my gosh, don't give up because it is. I think that's the thing to know about YouTube too, is that it's a snowball effect and it is different than other platforms in the sense where you might not be getting as instant of gratification, but I have videos that are four years old that I haven't touched and they're still bringing in like 300 leads a day for us. So, and bringing in sales every day for us without me doing any extra work. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the thing to understand about it too, is it's, it's long-term success and reward and without having to do extra work, it mm -hmm. just works for you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, I a hundred percent agree. So 
What would you say before somebody should absolutely reevaluate if YouTube's going to work for them? What's the timeline? Or, or I mean, I know it's hard to say, but kind of something. Um, yeah, so yeah. I always say that you need to use the first month to two months as a testing ground. Um, mm -hmm. But you could see an amazing amount of results and success in like a week. We've had clients mm -hmm. experience that as well. So, but the first one to two months is really important because then you're going to be putting out, I suggest a weekly video, but you can batch them. So it's not a big deal. Um, put out a weekly video. And at the end of that month and the end of the two months, you want to look at your analytics and see which videos got higher views and velocity, meaning when you release them, they got a bigger surge of views, um, engagement signals to YouTube. And if that's the case, look at the videos or look at how people were landing on that video. So you can actually see what, what did people search to find this topic? And it'll give you a whole bunch of other topics to create videos on that are related to that because you've already built authority in the algorithm on them on them. So that allows you to accelerate your growth. So I would say give it one to two months of testing and really paying attention to what's working and then accelerate your growth after those those two months. Awesome. That's fantastic. And I know you're big on saying what happens after the video. I yes. want to kind kind of have you touch on that. Yeah, I mean, this is such an important part that so many people don't do. Um, so if you do it, it's an amazing advantage. Um, it's our distribution uh, model. And basically, if you just rely on the algorithm to push you, it's not always going to work. Um, so that's why we always say build your own audience, because that allows you to control it. You become the media in that in that term. So you're not relying on the algorithm. You're not relying on the the views of your subscribers. You're actually actively pushing your videos out. So we say the first 24 hours, and we just know this from how it's worked for us and for our clients, the first 24 hours is the most important for distribution. So as soon as you put a video up, you need to be sending it to your list. You need to be putting on Facebook. You need to be putting on Instagram. You need to be sharing on your Instagram stories. You need to be sharing anywhere that you have an audience, even if it's one person, you need to share the video. Because those people in your warm audience on your list, in your social platforms, they already know, like, and trust you. So they're going to be the first people to go and watch that piece of content. And they're going to give you likes, comments, and shares. And that tells YouTube, whoa, look at all the engagement this video is getting. We should push it. So distribution is so important because the more you distribute to the audience that you've built, the bigger your audience is going to build. It's like this really nice sort of cyclical thing that happens. Oh, that's beautiful. And what would you say? for people because and then this could be a fairly like maybe more advanced for for some of our watchers but from what i've heard and what i've seen on my own platforms is you can't directly share anything that's youtube related to your facebook or instagram because it just doesn't get any traction do you recommend you post it natively or yeah. how, what, what do you think so our strategy is uh, you can do a couple different things but the most effective is you actually can do a quick live on Instagram or on Facebook and just share the link in the comments. And this is our workaround is that YouTube, sharing YouTube links on Facebook, not so much on Instagram, but sharing YouTube links on Facebook is a guaranteed way to not get your content seen. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I don't know the data on it, but I've just seen it yeah, enough times other, then. Right? Facebook hits Google, Google. Yeah, and Face Facebook, Facebook was trying to be a video, huge video giant. And yeah. so, um, and they are in their own right, but they're not a search engine and they're not Google. So yeah. um, our workaround is that if you post a native video teaser, so not the entire video, you don't want to post the entire video. You want to post a little teaser and then in the comments, post the link to the video. When you post it in the comments, 
it doesn't get picked up as quickly. And so mm -hmm. Facebook will still push it out because you're uploading mm -hmm. a native video on Facebook and so they're rewarding you for that. Mm -hmm. um, so that, or you can also post like the thumbnail to your video and then a link in the comments. Mm -hmm. um, on Instagram, we, I always suggest sharing in your story, doing a swipe up. Um, but if you don't have that option, then you can do um, an IGTV or something like that, or even just put it in the link in your bio. Like as soon as you post a new video, put the link in your bio. And that video on YouTube is always going to lead, lead to your opt-in or lead magnet or coaching session, strategy call, whatever it may be. So regardless, you're still leading people there, but you're adding value to them first. Mm, that's fantastic. Because I know the distribution also becomes a problem eventually, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like, how do I get this seen beyond totally. the, the YouTube gods, yes. if I may call them that. Yes. And yeah. it's very important. Like we've actually, we knew that that was going to be an issue right out of the gate. So we created um, private communities for our programs where you can share your videos and you're mm -hmm. guaranteed to get support from the community that's in there. So mm -hmm. it's a little bit of an advantage. So let's say if somebody is wanting to get started, they're getting started and they're saying, all right, in the month, two months, let's say in 2020, because it's right around the corner when we are interviewing this, so we're creating this conversation is they go in, in 2020, I want to crush YouTube. I want to yeah. start doing this. What is the future that you can foresee? Of course, there's a lot of, a lot of unknowns there, but what is the future that you can see for, for YouTube or people who are getting started on YouTube and yeah. want to stay niche, like, like you already mentioned? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm, I never predict the future because you never know. Um, but I do think that the thing that I love about the platform is that it really hasn't changed much. Like it has pretty much kept the same formula for success since day one. Whereas if you look at algorithms on Facebook and on Instagram particularly, um, and I love both platforms, but they have changed so much and how you reach people changes constantly. Um, and it can be taken away from you really, really quick. Whereas on YouTube, if you follow the right strategy, you're going to get seen. So I actually don't think it's going to change much. And I just think it's such a huge opportunity for people. It's not too competitive. We have people who just started and are still seeing success. We had one woman who's in like the most competitive niche, which is fitness. It's mm -hmm. a hugely competitive niche on, on YouTube. And she started a year ago and she's now at 140,000 subscribers. She's doing 10K months directly from YouTube. Um, and so, and she started from zero, mm -hmm. so it's doable. You just need the right strategy and you need to follow the formula and use the data. Like that's really the only way to succeed. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, is there something that I should have asked, uh, that, uh, I did not ask. It could be in context of just how to approach business. It could be in context of YouTube. It could be in context of something else. Oh, that's a good question. Not that I can think of. No, no I feel like we I am so it. good at this. Yeah, I'm like a pro. Yeah. After doing 10 interviews, I've become this good. I've figured everything you're out. You're amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crushing this game. <laughs> awesome. I'll I'll end up with this acknowledgement to myself yes. <laughs> that I am absolutely crushing you're this game of interviewing at least. Uh so so thank you very much for taking the time, thank Sunny. You. I know you gotta run out as well. So thank you so much for taking the thank time. You. It's phenomenal to have you on this hot seat and having this conversation. For everybody that's watching, Sunny absolutely crushes the game on YouTube. Go ahead, check out her website, her links. We're going to throw it all on the description box. Just scroll down and see. Uh, and, and you'll find a ton of information of how to really engage with Sunny's team or just watch her channel and then subscribe to it and, and learn more about how to really crush the YouTube game and Instagram game and all the other fun stuff that Sunny talks about all the time. 
Did you love that conversation? I loved having that conversation. That was so meaningful and so important and I think so timely for all of us who's thinking about how do we create more powerful content from home, from our comfort of our homes. And creating YouTube videos have definitely changed the game for me personally and definitely for our brand Evercode. So I encourage you to consider the advice in this particular pod- podcast episode on creating content and distributing through mediums like YouTube. Now, I'm sure you got a ton of amazing value and we make a conscious effort to create such value every single week on this podcast. And we'll love for you to consider subscribing to our podcast right here, right now on the Evercoach podcast. So go ahead, hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet. Submit a review, submit a rating for us so we know that what kind of work we are doing and if you're enjoying what we are doing. We have had some amazing reviews until now and we really, really appreciate each of those comments, each of those testimonies that have come in. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is Ajit Navlaka and you're listening to the Evercoach Podcast. I am your host, Ajit Navlaka, and every week on the Evercoach Podcast, I will bring the world's best thinkers, coaches, trainers to share some of their best ideas to solve real client problems, live a prosperous life, and be an even better version of ourselves.